0: Hey everyone, it's me, Ross Purdy, the guy who hosts this podcast. The guy that hosts the podcast with his name on top. It's not Destroys Comedy with Ross Purdy, it's Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. My name's gotta be up front, it's gotta be up first. I was gonna probably make some horrible, insane uh, equivalence uh, between how this podcast is like a bus... And my name is like Rosa Parks. But hey, when you think about it, we both share the same initials, RP. It's literally the same thing. Doing a comedy podcast is the same as big triumphant moments in civil rights. At the top of today's show, I'm going to do a little housekeeping. So, we all know the regular theme song. The slap together thing I did at like 2am before the first episode dropped. Some royalty-free metal music and just poorly pitched down yelling of destroy comedy. Well, that's no more. Ruben uh, Fitz... I hope I'm saying that name right. uh, Small Dick's Club helped... uh, He he made... He pretty much made this song. I'm not going to say he helped. He just helped. I mean, he pretty much made this brand new theme song. And it's my theme song. And it's going to be the theme song of the podcast, Here On In, and it's a great, it's a great little ditty, and it's actually a song, and it's not just some slapped together thing, at 2am in the morning, because I needed an intro, before the first episode drops, so from here on in, from this episode on out, until otherwise, that will be the new theme tune, and thank you Ruben, thank you so much Ruben for helping out, with that. With the lyrics I just shout out. With the very vague uh, Dead Kennedys parody I had in mind. And he used his musical talent. He saw something in those lyrics and he made something that sounded even better than what I could have hoped for. Also, just a reminder that we uh, Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy does have a Patreon. And a little Patreon shout out to Seb Pert. One of our Patreon subscribers, thank you so much, Seb. And you can subscribe to Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy at patreon.com Ross Purdy will destroy comedy. If you have a little, little dosh on you. One dollar a month, three dollar a month. Um, not just so I can survive as a creative during this uncertain times of COVID. But also just, they can go towards making some cool little projects and Realizing some cool creative ideas be part of the process This is a little fan club, and I'm opening it up to all the fans That's uh, r- patreon.com slash will destroy moving on to today's show we have Patrick Moraine from RMI TV making a new absurdist uh, Comedic web series called fruit salad that will be out soon And if you happen to enjoy Patrick's comedic genius, then you can come like him on Twitter at YappingPat, Y-A-P-P-I-N-G, Pat, the name. Or follow him on Instagram, Patrick underscore Ma. So Patrick with a couple of capital P and Ma as in like Johnny Ma with two R's. I hope you uh, enjoy today's show. And also remember that I am on social medias. Uh, you can like Facebook, Ross Purdy Will Destroy Comedy. Uh, or you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Spotify. Or you can follow me on, uh, on Twitter, at Destroy Comedy. On TikTok, Ross Perdy Destroys Comedy. Or Instagram, Ross Purdy Will Destroy Comedy. Or YouTube, Ross Perdy, where I constantly am just making videos. I'm pumping stuff out. I'm pumping stuff out for, like, no money. I do it for you. I do it for the fans. I do it for all the fans I get to have around me while I edit those videos. And just have them going on all at once to help cool me down and stop sweating all over the damn place. Hope you enjoy today's show, and I hope, Melbourne, you're all doing A-OK during this, during this unfortunate lockdown right now. Keep destroying, and now here's the new intro. Let's let today. I to do, recording on Zoom because it's a lockdown right now and not a love lockdown like Kanye West once rapped about. Hi, I'm Ross Purdy of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. You're here on another week of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy where we'll be Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. Today's guest is zooming in all the way from what looks like San Francisco, Pat Pat Mahaney. Mahaney? Mahaney. Sorry, spell my name. It's
1: Maranin. I'm Irish. You fuck. I'm leaving this show right now.
0: Oh no! Here's my Marin Gallagher moment. Hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know my favorite part about that Gallagher interview is when he when he goes,
1: you know what? Maybe that didn't go. Actually, no, maybe it did go well. <laughs> everyone after you're done listening to this podcast make sure you tune into the Gallagher Marin podcast and skip right to the end the interview is okay but if you skip right to the
0: end it is oh it's golden it's so great don't worry it's a short interview so (laughs) it's not as long as Marin's other ones
1: um uh is this a live thing if there's any gamers in the audience send me a tweet all right let's just wait a couple of minutes and for that
0: Oh, God. Well, I can't have dead air.
1: Okay. What's your question? What what are you going to ask me? What? you want to ask me out? What's going on? Why am I on this podcast?
0: Why are you on this podcast?
1: Because you asked me and I said, all right, fine. As long as it's not in lockdown. And what happened,
0: Ross? The love lockdown happened. Mm. The love lockdown happened. And I've been loving you the way I wanted to. Mm. That whole deal. So you mean to tell me your name isn't Mahoney? My name's Marinen, bro. Okay. Wow. Okay. <sighs> Never been. <laughs> did you think else. I
1: was? Hang on. Did you think I was someone else? Because I hope so.
0: Pat Mahoney. Who's that? Pat Mahoney. He's an executive over at Channel Seven. I was hoping I could pitch him something.
1: Oh my god. Well, Channel Seven is, um, you know, chomping at the bit for ideas. So I'm so sorry. I know, right? I know. You know it's... what? Pitch it anyway. Just pitch it to me. What are you going to pitch? I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll tell you if your idea is good or not.
0: Okay. So, remember to show Mash.
1: Okay. Yeah. So far, so good. So far, so good.
0: What if we just did the show Mash?
1: Mash on Channel Seven.
0: No, but like we got all the famous um, Dancing with the Stars people, and and we send them off to Korea, and we have them do surgeries on Korean soldiers. And and then make roughly good jokes. Yeah. And maybe halfway through, it gets a little serious. Maybe a little preachy at times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why do you think this would work on Channel 7, Ross? Well, honestly, I think it's more just that they need the content and yeah. they're not able to accept anything.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And would you be the director? Or would you yourself be in it? What, what, do you th- what do you see yourself as
0: in this? I see myself as a very hands-off executive producer. I've, it's more of a vanity thing for me. I come up with the idea. I pay some other people to develop it. Well, I don't pay them. The, the network pays them because I don't have any money. I just want all those easy checks.
1: Wait, you're telling me on this Zoom podcast that you don't have any money. Are you serious? I, or was that I, another joke?
0: I, I mean, you can decide for yourself on this show. What's a joke? What's truth? Truth is relative, Pat. Well, you know, we are, we are just finishing
1: up with Farmer Wants a Wife. And um, honestly, are you... I was going to ask, and hopefully this doesn't give it away too much of what we're doing for season two, but are you a wife?
0: Oh, God, no. I'm, uh, I- I'm more of a, a believer of ethical non-monogamy.
1: Okay, so that kind of rules out pharma then as well, does it?
0: Yeah, see, I just love fucking and spreading the, <laughs> spreading the seed around. So I just say I'm all about ethical non-monogamy.
1: Oh, good Lord. You know what's tough about fucking? Meeting. can't meet anyone these days. You definitely cannot. You definitely cannot, Pat. Also, who wants to hang out with anybody? I don't want to... I, 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 who wants, to go, who wants to go anywhere these days? It sucks so much. The food sucks. People are just, you know, vaguely interesting. Not enough for me to get out of bed and put on a shirt for it. I freaking hate leaving my house. And yet, I'm still miserable in lockdown. Can you fucking believe that? That's my life. I, I hate being home. And I, I don't want to must up the energy to go out. And now that I can't go out, I'm like, well, when are they going to open the door back
0: up? I'm a bit bored. Uh, okay. And that's the paradox, right? Mm -hmm. That's the bunny, the toy bunny of life. Someone else snatched toy bunny, but you yourself want toy bunny. Bro,
1: I don't know what that means. What's a toy bunny? Is that, what, is this some sort of Toy Story 2 meme?
0: Well, toy bunny is like, you, you play with toy bunny, and then baby snatch toy bunny when you're not looking. But you look over and go, oh, wait, I actually want toy bunny now, because baby has toy bunny. But when the baby let go of Toy Bunny, you go, you know what? I don't want Toy Bunny no more. We all want the Toy Toy Bunnies we don't have.
1: (laughs) I think this is a good time to plug my Twitter, at Toy Bunny. I post kind of like, you know, motivational um, monologues that I write myself. Um, Some of them may be stolen, but if you see that, that's just just CGI. Um, I write all of my monologues myself, at Toy Bunny on Twitter. And I know this is Australia, and Australia still hasn't realized that Twitter exists, but uh, I think you should all um, log on and get onto it, guys. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead, Ross.
0: I'm glad you got into the spirit of the podcast, where we don't care if you burp or not. I didn't burp. Find footage of me burping. That's a lie.
1: I will, I will get liable on you if you say I burped right now. I'll be, I'm will very upset. I'll scream. I'll go out into the streets, and I'll scream your name. Okay, right. Scream my name! I can go for the publicity. Yeah, yeah, I'll be like Ross, and they'll be like, "Who? Is there the guy who pitched the channel seven
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah,
1: Hey, Ro- hey Ross, are you
0: Ross, are you a gamer? No, I'm not a gamer.
1: Oh, sorry. Are you an epic gamer? Pardon me, I didn't mean to. No, to
0: the only game I do is the pick-up game. Bro, what's the last date you went on? Come on, help <laughs> me out. Oh man. Oh, when was the last date I went on? Holy hell. Uh, oh, let me think.
1: Um, you know, we've been in lockdown for one and a half weeks. So was it, was it one and a half weeks ago?
0: I'm just going to say yes.
1: Okay. To All maintain right. re- okay.
0: reputation as a pickup gamer.
1: And I'm not going to assume anything. I'm just going to say, was the person nice?
0: I mean, person was okay. Mm-hmm. As you, I, I mean, I kind of agree with you on the fact that people are great, <laughs> and that's not to say that I'm great.
1: You know what? You know what's so interesting about online dating? I'm gonna, I'm gonna steer us into that for a second. the The amazing lies, because I've been in a relationship for three years, so it's been a while since I've been online dating. But um, the 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 amazing lies I would pull off while still telling the truth were astronomical on my on my Tinder profile. Like, I do a little bit of gardening at my house, but I am in no, by no, no means am I a gardener. But all my pictures were of me in the garden, wearing a singlet, like, oh, yeah, I grew these carrots myself. Oh, they're, they're purple carrots. And then, you know, if I, and I, if I ever got a message regarding, oh, what's that in the garden? I just, I would look up on Wikipedia, like, the nearest Australian native flower and be like, oh, what's that? Don't you know? And they'd be like, oh, oh, my God, I can't believe it. But the lies. On t- on Tinder are amazing, and if you have like a piece of truth, I think that's incredible. Do you lie on, on your social like media dating stuff, Ross?
0: Well, I say I'm six foot four. <laughs> uh, I'm tall, dark, and handsome. I not a- I got you. I got you on my phone Wait, hang on, that's you. Oh, I've been yeah. talking to the wrong. I've been talking to you this whole time. Sorry, I've been doing what the kids call fishing. It's fishing, right? (laughs) My profile says "gone fishing."
1: (laughs) Hey guys, I'm just I'm just doing a little bit of busy fishing over here, and I was like, "Oh fuck,
0: Christ!" Then I hold up my fish and I say, "This could be you."
1: (laughs) And then it's and then we get we start a new show called Hooked with Ross Purdy. Yeah. Once once you're in, you
0: are in you're in and you can't get out. And then just as you get out, they pull you back in.
1: Are we destroying comedy yet? Is this the show?
0: Well, people keep thinking that every time I've had a guest on this show, they think the title's literal. Like my mm-hmm. whole mission is to destroy comedy. Mhm. But you listen to the Joe Rogan experience. Who's listening to Joe? Ro- who's experiencing Joe Rogan? Mm, mm, mm. what i'm going to do pay pay joe rogan to give me the joe rogan experience and it's just him commentating on mma mma fighting and talking about dmt no way destroys comedy is more of a concept it's a metaphor Mm -hmm. it's more about destroying the part of yourselves that stifles the truth to unleash your primal clown brain. That's what the show is about. And I feel like today we've, we, are, we are unleashing our primal clown brain right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean.
0: Hey, when's the last time you did stand up? Uh, when was the last time? A couple of weeks back. Yeah, how'd that go? In a, in a warehouse in Coburg. It's very hush-hush. Not meant to say what it is. Oh, like a secret club? It's like a secret club. Some secret stuff goes on there. I did a, a classic. <laughs> I did a classic bit. Everyone loves the bit. They love the Dominoes bit. Mm-hmm. That's like my seven dirty words bit, except it's not dirty. <laughs> when you walk up, they're like,
1: "Hey, everyone! 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 Can we get a couple of Emmys? Ross is about to put toothpaste on a pizza. Can we, everyone, calm down,
0: please? Come on, everyone, shut up. He's about to do his bit." I mean, the fact that you knew that. Just confirms my my uh my my thought that this is a famous bit and people love it.
1: Bro, right. it's a fun bit that you should just put that bit on Netflix. It'd be twenty seconds long, and you do one of those intros that all comedians think is cool when they do like a, a five minute like short film before their stand up set. Even though everyone just skips that to watch the stand up set, and it's you like getting ready in the room and like putting like you know like you're fucking walking Phoenix putting the makeup makeup on and you're like. Oh, going be funny oh and you walk out there and go
0: there's domino everybody Uh, yeah you just nailed down have you read my outline for my netflix special because it's pretty it's pretty much put Joker makeup on (laughs) do domino's pizza bit shoot robert de niro in the face boom
1: that's like an hour right
0: there. (laughs) there is an hour of people screaming right there
1: god that movie that movie, you know what's interesting about movies? People think that if they like a scene, that they like the whole movie. People don't know the difference between liking one little bit about a movie and then saying the whole movie is great. I learned that I, I really recently. I was like, oh, I like Joker. And I said that to people. I said, oh yeah, I quite like that movie. And then I realized, oh, I like like three scenes from it. And that's totally okay. The movie's pretty much like ultimately a bit preachy and sucks. But there were three bits and I'm like, oh, that was, a, that was a nice little moment. And, oh, I quite like the pacing of that scene. The final act where he shoots Robert De Niro in his eyeball is the worst written scene I've ever seen in my fucking life. It is horrible. Robert De Niro's acting is terrible. Because he doesn't care. He's made his money. He's like, what is this? What is a junker? Okay, all right. And he gets into his chair and he doesn't get up, you know, because he's 87,000 years old. It is horrible horrible watch that scene again by itself no one's the whole movie just watch that scene and listen to robert de niro and how he talks it's like what the f- it's just fucking horrible he's like he's like so you think you killed those young men everyone's like oh he's gonna become the joker oh my god and everyone, it's just what so you think you're gonna become the joker robert de niro you, you phoned it in and we all know it and everyone's totally pretending because they like the movie that he did a good job but he didn't he did a horrible job I think
0: people just want him to get away from the family movies. And, and, this, was, and this film looks a bit closer to what he used to do. So they're just like, please, just do more of that. No more family movies. I agree with you. Up until, I, I
1: agree up until when you said they just want him to get away. I think everyone just wants him to get away. In general? Get away! go away, get away. From, the, from the screen. Get, and get away Ruby Robert! De Niro needs to get away. Just leave. It's over. You kicked ass. Now just drop... Drop, drop the Emmy and leave. I don't know. I don't know what he thinks he's... What, what, like, you know. Is the he, is he, is he Oscar. a car payment? Yeah, yeah probably. He, did he win an Oscar? I'm, oh, God, listen to me. Did he win Rob, an Oscar? Probably. Look... Hang on. I, let me look up on Yahoo.com if, if Robert De Niro won an
0: Oscar. Look, Robert De Niro's acting in Joker, sure. leaves a little to be desired. But he's acting in the movie Dirty Grandpa. When Good he's... Lord. When he squirts the suntan lotion on Aubrey Plaza, and it's meant to stir up the image of him uh, ejaculating his love juice on her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really bought that, that he was, in fact, a dirty grandpa. The fact that he makes such a <laughs> visual insinuation. Uh, this is
1: Dirty Grandpa's eighth win tonight. Um, you know, you know what's so you know that's so interesting. You bring up Dirty Grandpa. I have a theory that I've flown across to a couple of people. It's something I like to call actor shaming, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it is when it is when a director, usually talentless, gets a big, huge name, like a massive acting giant, and embarrasses them in movies. So, like, say, um, you know, at a uh, what was it called, Jack and Jill, when they got. Al Pacino to do that Dunkin' Donuts thing. Honestly, I get it. Oh, it's Al Pacino doing something he would never do. But that is a great example of actor shaming. Having him, you know, having that old man with you know arthritis walk out there, and you can see the cancer lesions on his forehead, and he's like, "Look at my, look at my chocolate blend." I was like, "Wow, they don't respect him. They want to embarrass him and shame him for being a, an a giant." And the same thing. The same thing goes for like, oh good lord! The same thing goes for like that movie Forty Three when they had Hugh Jackman wear balls on his chin. <laughs> You're the, the only joke? person
0: I remember. You're the only <laughs> person that
1: remembers movie Forty Three. Go on. But it's just another example of actor shaming. They just want to. They just want to embarrass Hugh Jackman. You know, because he had Les Mis after that, and he had all these like big movies, and he was trying to win an Oscar. That was not because oh chin on balls is funny they were like let's fuck him up just because we can and actors are so vulnerable to what a director makes them do that we can make him do anything and you know like uh what's uh, let's do a more recent example the emoji movie making patrick stewart poo is actor shaming and i am against it hashtag actor shaming should stop and that's my piece i, I think it's uh, it's an epidemic
0: yeah am tearing up over here i'm tearing up there's nothing more important than the egos of big name actors.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's just their legacy and like what it means to like be important to an entire industry. I don't know. Al Pacino is really important to like the industry and to put a shirt on him that says, I am with, I'm with stupid. I don't know. It's just like, it's like,
0: so what, a giant shit. so what you're saying is, is that Al Pacino, he was sitting in his office. Mm-hmm. Like I'm out. I'm out of the film industry. He gets a check. It says, <laughs> do Jack and Jill. Do, do, do the bit. Do the bit. He's like, oh, the money's too good. Just as I get out, they pull me back
1: in. Bro, he's old. Who cares what he says? They, they, probably, they probably wheeled him in and went, all right, Al, we just need you to do a bit for your grandson. He's like, my grandson? Okay, I'll do it. But only if you pay me forty million dollars. And he doesn't even know it's gonna be he doesn't even know it's gonna be in theaters. That's how ah! he is. He's like, What? You want me to do a bit for Dunka Chino Dunka what's Dunkachinos? And I go, it's a type of pants, Al, don't worry about it. Oh sorry, my phone's on from this professional podcast. I'm so sorry. Hang on, let me just read it. Let's read it out live on the podcast, no matter what it is. Your results came back, you are negative. Well,
0: there you go. Look at that, guys. That's good. Some good news in the middle of all this. I'll work. I'll work on a movie where Adam Sandler is dressed up as a woman. I was in cruising. I understand the gay community. <laughs> I was. Did any of you
1: guys see cruising? Anyone on this set see cruising? Mm-hmm. Okay. I prefer if all none right, of I you get, saw cruising. <laughs> don't. It's like that scene in Spaceballs. In fact, never watch this again. Rewind. Rewind. Re, fast forward past this part. Yeah, every time even on um um what's that hollywood movie oh my god quentin tarantino directed it uh, once upon a time in hollywood al pacino just walks on and they're like all right so you're doing this scene with leo and he's like just nobody nobody watch cruising do me a world of
0: hurt and nobody watch cruising okay uh. even though this is set in the, in the 60s before cruising came out <laughs>
1: i thought i was traveling in time so i could tell my younger self not to do cruising don't make cruising. They'll offer you the world. They'll offer you a house and a garden and a family. But don't do cruising. You can go without it.
0: Uh, hi there. I'm Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Al, just don't wear shoes or socks. And we'll be fine. Did you see that
1: um TikTok? I know I'm. I know I just said the the uh the word, world's word, most awful word TikTok, but um.
0: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't like that Kesha song.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we're making jokes on this podcast this joke this podcast has jokes everybody i
0: mean a um, thing with dr luke i mean it's a tragedy but i still don't like tiktok
1: bloody early the fucking hate tiktok but tiktok i like podcasts um i forgot what i was gonna say what's that tiktok um, oh yeah this lady walked up to quentin tarantino and was like hey can you sign my feet as a meme and he actually did it and oh, she was not- like can you please can you please rate my feet and he was like uh, i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i can rate your i don't know if i want to rate your feet <laughs> and then everyone was like oh okay and then she walked off and went i'm honored <laughs> it's great
0: well he just wanted to look at that foot and just nut. yeah he wanted man. the nut he just wanted the nut some he's Finnegan and nut bro i'll tell you what quentin tarantino he loves that scene in Joker with Robert De Niro and he gets shot in the fucking face. He talked about it and he said
1: he like kind of liked it, but I he was doing it for the interview. You, that the writing in that in that sequence is abhorrent. Like it literally, he may as well pull like a gamer headset on and like holding, be holding a PS4 controller. It's so bad. It's just so it's so like I don't know. It's just so like obvious because the because I feel like there's a lot of subtle parts of Joker, but then at the end when he goes, um. I'm a mentally ill loner. It's like, I'm sorry, did the writer, was this written by writers? <laughs> the character shouldn't be saying, I'm a mentally ill loner, you fucking morons. He doesn't view himself that way. He doesn't say, that's like what, it's, Like if Joker had like a Pokemon card, it would say in his bio, mentally ill loner. He wouldn't say that about himself. It's like he read the script. It's like Joker got the script out and went, okay, my character's a mentally ill loner, mentally ill
0: loner, whose society breaks him down. Kill me. And he it's runs it. around and he shoots Harvey Keitel and he saves Judy, Jodie Foster from a child prostitution ring.
1: Oh, could you right? imagine? Right? Could you Right. <laughs> right? Is that, that the movie? Right. Could you imagine if they had the cojones to have Jimmy Fallon play that character in Joker <laughs> and they shoot Jimmy Fallon in the face that would have made it an Oscar winning piece. I reckon. Oh, so
0: that's what was missing. Uh, <laughs> shoot <him laughs> Jimmy was- Fallon. Oh, good Lord.
1: All
0: right, ask me a question. Okay. Or, or don't. Do whatever. This is your show.
1: I, I can just leave.
0: Sure, okay. I was going to ask you a question. Okay. You had me on this show just to mock me. <laughs> You're no better than any of them. <laughs> You're awful, Pat.
1: You're awful, Ross Purdy. You're going to make me become the Joker in any minute
0: now. Now, that's something I definitely do not want because for a very brief period of this podcast's history, I was very worried about that Joker film and all the shootings that they said it was going to cause that never happened.
1: Yeah, they, they prayed. They were like, pray, like, it's actually amazing how many adult newsmen in suits were in bed that night praying some weedy kid who played, you know, who plays Diablo walks out with a six shooter and nails some Joker fans it's like i want to just have a have a lineup like usual suspects of all of these guys in suits who do the news praying praying for some kid to shoot up a theater and it didn't happen i read a funny tweet though that was like i'm not going to shoot up a theater just to spite the news CNN for saying i will and i was like that's so that's so indicative of the
0: times <laughs> Um, You know know BuzzFeed had to throw out all their articles for the month when no shootings happened. (laughs) They are like, (laughs) a bunch of incels are going to get angry and shoot up Joker. Oh, wait, it didn't happen. Now we're going to think of something actually substantial to write.
1: I wonder if they considered getting one of their BuzzFeed journalists to take the fall and shoot up a theater just so they could run with the story. Look, Max, you've been working for BuzzFeed here for two months and here's an uzi the uh deliata theater is just down the road i need you to take out at least three people and then you can have the recipe casualties the buzzfeed needs this piece all right do it for the buzz we'll let you in three on good behavior take, fall on your sword for this one max you're a real journalist
0: this is what we interns did <laughs> it's, what we, it's what we it's what we do oh my god well, since we're in such a happy topic,
1: what do you want to talk about next?
0: No, I want to keep exploring this avenue of thoughts. So you're not Pat Mahoney? I'm Pat Maronen. Okay, so what do you do? What, you know, what do Conan's, you do?
1: Guys, Conan's guys do a pre-research like research interview kind of thing. And like the least you could have done is look me up on Facebook and be like, okay... His last name is Marin and that could have been, that was your first thing you could have done not to critique you or nothing. Um, uh, here's the thing. I don't know. Cause I, I don't like to say I'm a comedian cause I'm not, I don't do stand-up. Um. But there's no other way to get street cred in this country unless you are one. So I just say that I am and I lie so that I can say, Oh, but I make T you know, I want to make TV and I do voiceover and I, you know, and I make funny, funny videos and stuff like that. Hmm. But, but unless you say but if you but you know if you say you're a comedian everyone goes oh okay then i'll plant you in my mind in that category but I, I did stand up twice um four years ago and it was horrible like a horrible horrible and harrowing and i and i and i realized oh i'm not willing to put in the work that it takes to be a stand-up comic what did Therefore, you do I, what, were, what were the bits okay uh the first bit went down great uh because there was a guy who but this wasn't this just because happenstance the first there was a guy in the audience at the very front who wasn't laughing at anyone's set all night and i walked out and i'm naturally confident so that wasn't the problem my problem was i didn't have anything to say that was my issue like it wasn't nerves i was i'm perfect on stage i'm like hey what's going on like you would have thought i've been you know it's just i had nothing to say because i was 20. oh no i was 18 my god i had even less to say And so the guy in the front row wasn't laughing all night. Everyone was making comments. So I walked out and went, his name was Bruce. We got to know his name. And I went to Bruce's partner and I said, look, um, when you go to a comedy show, you're meant to bring a barrel of laughs, not just a barrel. And everyone loved it. And everyone Mm -hmm. loved that joke. And then I um, made a joke about how porn is better than a relationship. And just everyone went, no, that's not funny. That's degrading. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Porn isn't better than a relationship. I'm trying to come off as a loser and a, and, a, and, a, and a freak for saying that. And no one got it. And I was just like, and just, and just, I just sucked then for four minutes. I just sucked. I just completely sucked. And everyone hated me. Fair enough. It wasn't very funny. I'm not saying it wasn't, a, it was a terrible joke. It didn't make any sense. And no, I was no, like, no, no. Oh.
0: stand by your bits. No, no, it, it, no, I didn't even put any thought into it. You're the thing Len- is interesting y'all lenny y'all lenny bruce you go up on stage and you say porn's better than a relationship but like i don't
1: know it's just interesting to me because i thought i really wanted to do stand-up but then i realized i actually didn't i just wanted to be one of those guys you know i just wanted to be oh oh, no he yeah he goes to stand-up clubs and he's cool and he walks up on stage it makes the crowd laugh and then goes and orders a rum and then leaves and mysterious Later to go. I actually wanted that more than the hard work and the depression and sadness that comes with you know, doing stand-up every fucking weekend, you know It's like I, I, I am one of those guys who can't take instant bad feedback, and I feel like the first two years of doing stand-up is instant bad feedback. And everyone going, "This isn't funny, you're not funny." And I'm not willing to put up with it. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go in a different direction because, God, I feel like there's so many guys my age and in my demographic, mind you, that are like, oh, I could you stand up? I, b- I, made my friend- I made my friend who, uh, you know, does ketamine every weekend laugh. Therefore, I can make anyone laugh. And it's like, yeah, dude.
0: Nah. What do you think of that? Well, It's not for everyone. It's only for tough and war soldiers. Yeah, I'm not tough. I'm not tough. You're not tough. I mean, I started comedy when I was 19 and I had nothing to talk about. So what did I do? Just made up Mm -hmm. a bunch of bullshit.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just
0: ate a bunch of bread on stage for five minutes. uh, Heckled a ball, uh, put a ball on stage, ran to the audience and heckled a ball. uh, (laughs) Pretended to be uh, dead on stage, lying dead on stage. So I pissed off the raw comedy guy. Yeah. I was in my anti-Kaufman phase where I'm like, I'm blowing their minds, man.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna do what they don't expect because I'm freaking epic. Um and I still hey, think I that.
0: To, yeah. <laughs> and I still <laughs> I think that. To,
1: I wanted to ask you um about this genre of comedy where it's like anti-comedy and kind of like just go up there, like you know, okay, so what is Classic stand-up. It's Jerry Seinfeld walking up and making a few observations, and everyone giving a golf clap, and him walking off. That's like the bare bones, like what you can tell someone who's never heard of stand-up before, right? Like essentially.
0: Sure. Yeah. And he puts the microphone up his butt, and then he farts into it. No, 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 Alice Kramer.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. That's your dig, bro. So, but this this whole new thing that's come up in the last in the last fifteen years, like maybe twenty years, starting at two thousand. 30. Of, of like, no. 20. I'd say 20. Running out. Um, starting with like, um, Green, Tom Green, where it's like, go in there, get a chainsaw and, and fuck everything up. Really fucking say fuck you to the man and just walk in there with no shirt, slap your tummy a couple of times, make a few quick, quick comments and then get the fuck out of there and throw the mic into like a bowl of um, miso sauce. And that's it, that, that, like, and, that's, and that's totally fine. And that's kind of what's come up. And it's kind of like in that genre of adult swim where it's like, fuck you, we're gonna say whatever we want and you'll find it funny, you know? Do you find that it sometimes is lost where it's like people think, oh, it's more important to be crazy than to be funny?
0: Well, am I the guy to ask? I've been well, accused. Well, I've been accused by bitter stand-ups so I'm just trying to be more crazy than funny. But it has to start from a place of being funny, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, don't well, know. I, I think you're I think you're the perfect guy to ask because you do a crazy set. And I just wanna and I wanted to ask you, like, what's it like being Ross Purdy the crazy guy that has to go up there and do crazy shit? Like, do you find it do you find it um, difficult? Do you find it harrowing? Like what's that, what's it like being you as like, like some guy just, so some guy before you, some, some lady, some, anyone, whoever in the universe before you go walk up there does 10 minutes and they give their, they give their opinion on something and they walk down and then you're like, okay, I'm about to eat a pizza and fart really loud. And it's going to be funny. Maybe even funnier than the person I just, um, maybe even funnier than the person I'm following. What goes to your head at that time? And can you have real discussions? Because I think what you do is real comedy. I think it's really funny. But uh, do you get any like, other comedians going, oh, yeah, I do my thing, and then Ross comes and does his thing?
0: Like, What's that like for you? Mate, when I was a regular on the open mic scene, all the time. Mm-hmm. That was definitely... People wouldn't necessarily say that so blatantly, but it was the feeling in the air of some comics who were like, Right, he's going to go up and he's he's going he's gonna to do something crazy. Going to ruin mm. the whole fucking night. <laughs> see, that's the thing. If I bomb, if I bomb, it's, oh, why couldn't you just be normal or whatever? Oh, you see, you're doing this crazy thing. You, you should have just done this thing. But when a normal stand-up bombs, it's like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you get what I mean?
1: You get what I mean? I'm trying to be serious. I know exactly, but... I know exactly what you mean, yeah. Like, we all bomb. Mm-hmm. you know it's all i've ever done is bomb
0: exactly you're al-qaeda <laughs> over here
1: <laughs> my first show was a room to two other comics and nobody else which is i'm sure everyone's experienced when it's just a room full of comedians and i'm like well what the fuck uh, what, what is this a dead industry if we're all just making each other laugh then what's going on and then the second show was a bigger deal
0: I'm, let me as big a some- deal as it could have been let me tell you yeah. something pat i'm taking a bigger risk here uh-huh. i'm taking the bigger risk see i've got my tony soprano voice on now because this, this comedy industry it's like the mafia have you ever
1: told your um listeners what you do do you do anything besides um your videos and stand-up
0: yep waste management epic bro That's uh, they- epic no, my- is that where you
1: is that where you get your material from? The fucking trash! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: destroying comedy. Fuck this. Yeah, yeah, I'm all
0: about the irony, man.
1: Do you bring that job into your stand-up at all? Is that a big inspiration? And I'm not even kidding.
0: No, I actually work as a pizza boy at Domino's. So you tell me. Hang on, waste management or pizza? Wait, which one's the joke? Is it pizza? Are you both? Uh, Domino's Pizza's the real one. Waste management is the joke. Oh, okay. Well, I don't mind.
1: I, I haven't got many um, illustrious stuff. So Pete, like driving around and delivering pizza?
0: Yeah. You see, right. the waste management bit was funny because I just referenced the mafia on Tony Soprano, and that's what he says he does for a living. I
1: haven't watched the Sopranos, dude. I'm not a gosh dang cinephile. You should. You should watch it. Ugh, there's so much TV right now. Hey, so you meet a lot of people through being a pizza boy, right? Not pizza boy. You're a pizza man, for fuck's sake. You're in no, your 20s. I'm a, pa- I'm a
0: pizza woman. It's fine. Whatever.
1: <laughs> you're a pizza individual, okay? And I'm sure you meet a lot of people throughout that job. Does, that, does anything from your work delivering food come into your stage performance? Or anything in, your, in what you make or create?
0: I gotta say, not really. And if it does, it always develops uh, abstractly. So, hmm. even if something from my real life, even if I take inspiration by something from my real life, it always gets blown up to the point where I guess no one could recognize that that's where hmm. it came from.
1: I have this—I have this insecurity because I like being—I like making zany videos. Do you ever get do you ever like get pangs of anxiety that um of like, oh, am I just copying Tim and Eric? And heck, how do you get how do you escape that? Because that's a big thing I went through. For like four years, I was just like, Oh my god, am I just ripping off Tim Heidecker? And like that was a massive insecurity of mine. But like the thing about Tim and Eric, Tim and Eric is and like, you know, um Bob Odenkirk and David Cross and all those guys is their comedy is so um approachable and like it feels like you can slip into it yourself.
0: I get what you, you mean. Know? There's that mm. sense of... Like, it's so DIY. It's, yeah. It's so accessible. It feels accessible. Mm. Like, yeah. Seinfeld
1: is not accessible. Seinfeld is on top of a building. No, not Seinfeld, um, the man, the show. Like, you and I can't just make Seinfeld tomorrow, you know? Like, if you and I were, like, talking and we were riffing, we're like, oh, man, we've really got something here. Let's go and make a Seinfeld real quick. Yeah, yeah it, just, yeah, it just isn't conceivable. But if we were watching Tim and Eric and we thought, you know, I've got a spin on this that's interesting and funny, we could make it that afternoon.
0: Pretty much. Right. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the outline of, like, awesome show. They would sit around going, we have a vague idea. We've got a green yeah. screen in the other room. Let's just film a bunch of stuff and we get Doug to whittle it down to the gold.
1: Yeah, I I think a lot of I think a lot to do with um Tim and eric is a core funny idea and then 90% delivery. But that's my personal opinion. Because exactly. sometimes cuz sometimes when you know, when I'm writing a script and an actor is like I didn't get this isn't I didn't get so and they go I'm really sorry I don't get it. I don't really don't get this joke. And then I call them up and I go deliver it like this, say it like that and they go oh okay and suddenly it all makes sense. Cuz it's like and it makes me wonder, I wonder how many scripts don't pass through because um, purely it relies on delivery. And it's like, well, does something have to be funny on paper for it to be successful? I wonder. And that's what Tim and Eric destroyed. Like they completely broke that down. And it's like, well, if because you, if you'd read a Tim and Eric sketch on, on a script, it's not nearly as funny as watching it, you know?
0: Oh yeah. I can't imagine any of, even just Tim Heidecker's mannerisms, like he's fumbling mm. and he's all of that stuff would translate to paper. You got to sort of watch yeah. it. It becomes funnier because yeah. he's got that sort of deadpan stuttery mm. delivery style. But
1: if you read ghostbusters, it's funny. Ghostbusters is as funny as a script. Just, you don't need the visuals. If you just read it, you go, Oh, this is a funny script. These jokes are funny. I totally get it, but I don't think that would work with a lot of like modern day, crazy humor. And, oh, I'm going to stick a sh- hot dog up my ass and, you know, burp the alphabet at the same time. Which is so, I see all, oh, I'm just seeing it everywhere right now. And plug, I'm making a show right now.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Um, Called Fruit Salad. It's a uh, community TV. Don't worry, don't get up. Um, I've already gotten uh, that,
0: man. I've already gotten that.
1: <laughs> it's a community TV show. Uh, like, I'm making a little absurdist sitcom, similar to Auntie Donna. Similar to Tim Heidecker, similar to all that, and um, doing it with uh, four amazing actors. And you can search for it on RMITV. If you search RMITV, you'll see a bunch of trailers for Fruit Salad. It's a lot of fun, and we're doing we're doing eight episodes over the next three months. If if uh, lockdown you know continues to not be a little motherfucker, and um, I find it difficult to kind of. You know, because I, I, have, I have certain crazy bits in it. And then I go, hmm, does this still matter? Because sometimes when I'm watching an adult swim show, it can be any of them. And like, you know, it gets so, so crazy that I just go, why am I even watching this? <laughs> if like, it matter, if it matters, it has to matter 1%. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, as wacky as everything is, you can, you know, have it be as crazy as you want, but it has to matter 1%. And I feel like that's where some of us are getting into trouble now is it's like, you know, these private school kids watch one uh, episode of awesome show and they go, Oh, well, I'll just, you know, do fucking nothing.
0: (laughs) It will be funny. You know, could be worse. (laughs) They can watch world peace and decide to be racist. What's world peace. Is this a topical reference? It is not at all a topical reference, but it's tangentially related to, um, Uh, the conversation of Adult Swim, Tim and Eric, inspired comedy, blah, 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 blah.
1: World Peace. I'm just typing in World Peace Racist. Hopefully this comes up with good stuff.
0: It will probably... Like, that's an interesting... Like, none of it's really funny at all. (laughs) It's just kind of... What if a bunch of 4chan forum trolls got, like, a TV show? And were able to convince people their horrible views was actually irony. And they were just doing a Kaufman-esque bit. Right. But they were really Trojan-horsing real beliefs about how white genocide (laughs) is bad. (laughs) Don't you just...
1: Isn't isn't the media fun? (laughs) Isn't it so fun to be in the industry? Oh, boy. Trojan-horsing and being a dick. That's great. What an awesome world we live in.
0: Event Sam Hyde, the leader of Million Dollar Extreme, called up to Tim Heidecker's call-in show and accused him of getting his show cancelled.
1: Really? Uh, yep. Is that office hours?
0: Yeah. This was oh, four, good lord. This was four years ago. It's very cringy to listen <laughs>
1: <through>. <laughs> Oh, I got to look that up after this. Everyone who's listening, look that up after this.
0: I would say look it up.
1: Um, everyone who's listening, I just want to say, uh, if you're a gamer, good job you're not fuck off game is uh, cool um uh and also uh make sure that when you're playing online you just keep swearing that's pretty funny and uh what i'm gonna do tonight as a gamer i'm gonna run out to the street i'm gonna scream at women if I see if you're a woman all right watch the fuck out i'm coming all right uh, i'm gonna just come in i'm gonna yell at you god because i'm a gamer and i'm gonna scream really loud i'm gonna go stop gaming so everyone just calm the fuck down if you see me out there, just know I'm doing it as a, it's a political protest against the anti-gaming, uh, anti-gaming companies, and that's okay. I'm allowed to speak. I may scream. I may even throw trash at you, but that's not my problem. I'm just a gamer.
0: Back off. Just right, throw, go ahead, in a, Ross. throw in a bunch of like N-word, N-bombs. You're pretty much just being Sam Hyde right now. Yeah.
1: If I play Ghost of Tsushima, I am going to kill people on the street. Whenever I kill a person in Shima, I go, that's one for real life. Uh oh. this is this is a real threat. This is can be used as a documentation. This is evidence A. Oh, God. On on Ross Birding destroys comedy. I will murder in real life. I am unhinged. Oh, I man. am unstable. Oh, I this no. is this is Thank God, there's a Zoom background because I will go crazy. I will watch one episode of <laughs> I, will, um, I will watch one episode of Courage, a Cowardly Dog, who I identify with. I re- resemble him quite a lot, but, <laughs> but courage isn't courage isn't so cowardly no more. Courage is not cowardly no more. If you know what I'm saying, so watch out. Oh no!
0: It's like society's like the farmer. And we're all just courage the cowardly dog. We got to rise up. <laughs> I thought you were
1: going to bring it all the way back to, it's like society is the farmer and we're the wife. Farmer needs a wife on channel seven coming out. I think Thursday nights. No,
0: the farmer is the farmer and farmer
1: wants a wife. Do you want a show Ross on TV or do you want to be on the internet? What do you want? I'm
0: such a crotchety old man. I still believe in TV.
1: Fucking good luck with
0: that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I'm just gonna move over to Hollywood, California, IA, and get an Adult <laughs> Swim show. That's the plan.
1: You know, I've heard that from so many people. Though everyone thinks getting on Adult Swim is easy.
0: Just have to be racist and sexist, like
1: Sam. <laughs> no, no. Well, they're never getting on. Um. Ever again, at least. You know what? If there's anyone listening to this show who, who wants to make a show, let me give you a little advice. You have to sum up your show in one sentence and make it interesting in that one sentence. Yep. All right. That is my advice to anyone listening. Is Because, God, you know, when, you know when your creative friend walks up to you and goes, I've got an idea. And you're like, oh, fuck me. I'd rather honestly stick a fork in my fucking eye than hear your half-baked bullshit. And they go, okay, so basically it's set in the future, but, like, but not like the future, the past, right? And okay, so he's got a brother, and, but the brother also, you know, the brother's his best friend, but uh, the brother's going to be a, a villain in season three. And it's like, okay, but, but, but that producers want to jump off cliffs when you talk like that. If you get in one sentence and pitch it, he's Breaking Bad, overqualified chemistry teacher with cancer, starts making meth to make money. Boom. That's a whole series pitch in one little sentence and I'm invested. Fuck you.
0: I, I got it. Back to the future meets Futurama. Yeah. Boom. Back to the
1: Futurama. Back to the Futurama. Hey, you know what's interesting about Futurama? I've been seeing people talking about it and they've been saying, bring it back. Like, oh, we want Futurama back.
0: Do they, do, these people,
1: do these people not see what happened to the fucking Simpsons?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think is, seven seasons is, is. That's long enough. That's how most. That's how shows, that's how long shows should last.
1: It's fine. I don't know what everyone's problem is. Oh, we want more. It's like, no, you actually don't. You actually don't want that. I'm so. If, if, you know, Futurama's last season was okay. And it ended in a nice whimper and it wasn't defaced. Futurama's, you know, the whole entire time was pretty funny. And it's over. Like, bon voyage. See you later. Go fuck yourself. I, I don't see why we need it. It's like, you know, all over Twitter. And the voice actor's like, yeah, bring it back. And it's like, voice, guys, are we not looking at Simpsons, uh, you know, season 47 and thinking to ourselves, hmm, maybe we need to pump off the gas a little bit here. I don't understand. I, people don't know what they want, Ross. And it makes I, me upset. I mean,
0: you meaning to tell me you don't like modern Simpsons where Nelson gets pictures of a woman in lingerie, <laughs> goes off to the back of a cactus, uh, jacks off, and then has post not clarity. <laughs> you saying you don't like that? That real thing that happened on Modern Simpsons? Oh, wow. I got post-nut clarity. Yeah.
1: Well, what do you think is a funnier line? Bomb the whales? Gotta bomb something.
0: Or, wow, I got post-nut clarity. What's a funnier line? Mate. Let's take a vote. A 10-year-old, a 10-year-old jacking off. Implied to be jacking off. And then having instant regret. <laughs> Come on.
1: And, like, look, I'm not ignorant to say that, of course, Simpsons is running out of ideas because they've been going for so long. I'm not, I'm not saying, why isn't it funny? I'm saying it should stop. Just stop. Just throw in a towel and say, yeah, 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 it's all good. It's over. Um, we ran out of ideas. I am not even. I don't even think New Simpsons is bad. I think it's unfair to even judge it. Like, Ross, you do the same idea for 40 years. and Let's see how you go on year 39. Like, you know, like, it's, like, impossible to make something, make the same thing funny for 40 years. It's over, especially when it's a different planet we're almost we are a different we're completely reset society from when simpsons started simpsons was an entirely different universe the world was in a different place and now the world's an entirely different thing and simpsons is still like my iphone doesn't work and i'm like shut the fuck up homer simpson should not have an iphone that's just something that should never have happened he should not be like what's an app and it's like oh my god dude just knock it off get out of town You're to be f-
0: to be fair on the simpsons it's not an iphone it's a my phone oh good lord they think they're south park great <laughs> and I apple apple is maple. it's maple. it's mapple you guys hey and steve do jobs is modern- <laughs> <or>
1: steve mobs <laughs> hey want to do a, a modern episode of the simpsons right now yeah all right we are uh, sitting in the Just be, be anyone.
0: Oh, Smithers, I'm so weak. Oh, and I want to be loved.
1: I want to fuck you, sir. I came out in season 23, therefore ruining my entire character. Let's fuck right now.
0: Oh, Smithers. Oh, uh, sure. I'm going to I'm
1: gonna fucking kill you after this. I'm actually a sociopath. <laughs> and then Credits. It's a modern episode.
0: <sighs> Executive producer Al Jean.
1: <laughs> Al Jean, everybody, Al Jean. Um, hey, you know what streaming services should do? Okay. They should. They should have dir- um, director commentaries. They should like TV. Because all it would do is increase time watched on Netflix. I don't know. It would just mean that everything you've got currently is doubled. Because that means we watch the show and then we watch it with commentary tracks. I don't get it. The Rick and Morty commentary tracks are really smart. They, um, have, the, they have the whole show do it. And then they have people from other shows. So they had Matt Groening come in and do a commentary over Rick and Morty. And it's like, that's a really clever idea.
0: Well, how many times can you have Dan Harmon sitting there going... Well, I'm just afraid of just going out of my comfort zone here, and it's just easier doing the same thing over and over again with a different paint job. Yeah. If you have slightly clever, quippy dialogue, people will forget the fact that your stories are all kind of the same.
1: Whoa, Ross is dropping Rick and Morty bombs, and they are blowing my hair back.
0: Well, Rick, I mean, isn't that the nature of sitcoms? to have a f- formula... You know? I mean, cheers. Fuck you, Morty. Fuck off. Uh, fuck you. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Fuck off, Morty. This is just turning into Bushworld Adventures now. Oh, yeah. Hey, shout out to Michael Cusack. That guy is
1: the best person on Earth. I think he's really funny. Come on my show, Michael. I dare you. Come on the show, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Come on, Michael! Come Michael. on, Michael, come on in there, Michael. Hey, hey, editor, as if that's not you. Hey, editor, uh, insert gun, sh- gunshot sound effects. Oh, Michael, this is a real threat. Come on the show, Michael.
0: Michael, I'm going to have you on the show just to mock you. Just like everyone else.
1: You're awful, Purdy. You brought me on the show just to make fun of me make fun of my series
0: now okay well these are jokes that's different from what you did you killed those men
1: i did and i'm tired of pretending i didn't <laughs> or whatever the line is anyway. you, think, you think you think it's a good thing <laughs> that you killed those young men marai i won't deny it it's pretty epic and to all my gamers out there, put on Joker makeup right now. If, even if you live alone, put it on.
0: I'm going to fuck an iPhone.
1: I'm going to kill. I'm going to, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to shove an Oscar up my asshole.
0: Got to have a lot of loop. Oh my God. Written and directed by Todd Phillips. God, Todd Phillips.
1: You know, if Todd Phillips shut his mouth 20% of the time. He'd be revered as a genius. Because he's not even like all the time he's an asshole. It's just some of the time. And like, if he, just, if he just ate dinner instead of talking, like 20% of his life, he would be so much more respected.
0: Executive producer, Patrick Mahoney. Why do you think that's my last name? Pat, thanks, making- for co- Pat thanks for coming on the show.
1: <laughs> oh, it's only an hour? That's no problem. I love this show. This is a great show. You guys should all listen
0: to it on your iPods. I mean, if you're listening, if you heard that, you already are listening to the podcast. So there's no point in just advertising to you. So Fruit Good Salad, morning. RMI TV, when's that coming out? You
1: don't know yet? We're making it for the What's next that- two months and you, we're going to be releasing little bits and bobs on Facebook. Um, check us out. RMI TV, Facebook, Fruit Salad. I make the fucking show, bro. I'll kill you. If you don't watch it, I will fucking skin you alive i will bury you deep i will put sauce on your grave i will lick the the wounds that you give me while i'm killing you i will report you missing to the police just as a joke just to get myself caught just so i can go on live television report to myself and say yes i did it i was i'm going to recreate the manson interviews and it will be funnier than
0: what they did because i am for real what's your next show going to be called (laughs) chug chug big red car
1: no, it's just gonna be the um, you know, the Ted Bundy tapes. It's gonna be that. but It's gonna be my tapes.
0: That the going guy. To he, my t- is he gonna put his? Is that the guy that puts his hand down his pants and goes, "No, nah, not tonight, Peg <laughs>